When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is September 5th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Going to talk about SmackDown Live for September 4th, 2018. Justin, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you? Doing well, man. So, uh, yeah, SmackDown last night, and uh, shortly before that went on the air, we got the announcement that Mixed Match Challenge is coming back to Facebook Live for Season 2. They announced a bunch of teams. Um, we're saying off the air. I thought maybe they would do this again, but certainly not this soon. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't even know how many months it's been, but I know it's obviously it's not even, you know, we have not going around the calendar. So uh, I thought they'd do it again. You know, why not? It doesn't really cost them anything extra. It's just, uh, you know, you already have the, you already have people in the building, you already have the talent there. You know, it gets them um, activity on social media, which is, you know, very key these days. So, you know, it certainly seemed like something to do again. And, you know, they, and they put the charity tag with it of, of, of the teams playing for for you know charitable calls so or playing you know fighting uh, but yeah this soon and, and you know and, and like we were talking about before we started recording just just kind of out of nowhere no no hint of it no no whispers of it which you know this day and age and and, and wwe it's very hard to, to not have yeah i mean when's the last time they announced something that it wasn't oh well there were rumors about this they were talking about this we yeah right yeah, sources I mean, it, speculated. Right. Yeah, everybody has a source that has something, but uh, yeah, no, no source that I hear about mixed match challenge starting in the fall. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. They announced a bunch of the teams. Uh, Kevin Owens and Natalia, I thought was interesting. No Becky Lynch this time, though. No Becky Lynch. Uh, yeah. What was, what was another one? That, oh, um, Sasha and Bobby Lash, I believe that. Yeah. Just in and Bailey. Just, just given the, you know, just given everybody kind of like you know, I think was, I think the general review is you know. Sasha not being used to the fullest, or what is she doing, or what's the stuff going on with Bailey, and then Bobby Lashley, who was sitting doing yoga and meditating uh, and trying to be funny with Jinder Mahal. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, so it's a, you know, the, the pairings of how they decide on some of these is, is I don't know if I don't know if they're throwing darts on the wall or what, what, what the logic of that. But continuing uh, building off of SmackDown's hottest storyline, our Truth and Carmella are teaming together for the Mixed Match Challenge. You know, we talked about them. We, earlier this summer when he started resurfacing again on, on SmackDown, you, you just got to give it to our truth the, the, the longevity of this guy. This guy, you know, it, it, he's done so many ridiculous things, but usually they're so ridiculous that they stick and they work, or at least for the time period that they're pushed for. So, uh, and this is, and now he's catching on once again with his, with his infatuation with wanting to have a shot at Carmella. Yeah, and by the way, I'm not being sarcastic when I say SmackDown's hottest storyline. Like, even in my household uh, here, it was kind of like, oh, where's this going? This is interesting. That whole thing last night with Truth getting in the main event, that was really, really good. Uh, our truth is a gem, and the WWE should never let him retire. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's a, you know, because the, the, there's no real criteria. It's all about, you know, relationship with the company. And, and again, it's like booking a show. I, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer in some future class. but I mean, he has to be, right? I, I guess, you know, I mean, it's just, it, but if you look at his highlight reel, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll talk about it. But last night I thought 
that was fantastic. Our truth in the main event of SmackDown Live. He's gotten us his other. What was the other uh, match he did just a month or two ago? He had another surprisingly impressive match, didn't he? Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, because I remember what we were talking about. I can't remember who it was against, but I remember that's where we brought it up. Yeah, man, it's 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 funny. I mean, for for a guy at his level in the way that they book his matches and his feuds, uh, he's still getting. He's still getting stuff, still getting placement, never, never fully goes away. And they come back and they always use him in a good capacity, uh, at least in these recent years. But let's uh, go segment by segment. Talk about the show last night opened with Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella coming to the ring. Um, and there was a bit of interaction with a pre-taped segment between the Miz and Maurice. They are really, really trying to build this and keep the heat going with the couples. How do you think this compares to what they did for Daniel and the Miz one-on-one at SummerSlam? Well, obviously, Daniel and the Miz, you know, it, it felt a lot more real, you know, because of such history they have, and, and they, they because they they really are the, the, their characters are really truly the extensions of of uh, Mike Mazan and, and Brian Danielson. You know, obviously, obviously, this has a little bit more of a force feeling with um, the couples, and and you know, it's definitely feel you know, you definitely feel like okay, it's pushing reality shows, it's pushing some other agendas. So it, it's a little bit more, you know, traditional pro wrestling and storyline, but. Um, you know, it, it, we haven't ever seen this combination of these two couples in the ring, and they're, they've done a decent job of, you know, having the interaction with them physically, but also still leaving something to be desired for the match, I suppose. Um, so I don't hate it. I, I think I think I think we've seen WWE do worse when it when they try to bring couples into it. So I, I, this is definitely not the worst. And then Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas came out, interrupted the end of that segment with Daniel and Bree in the ring, leading to a one-on-one match. Uh, another match between Daniel Bryan and Andrade Cien Almas. What did you think of this? Uh, another great match. You know, it, um, I think I tweeted it last night. You know, when when Bryan, you know, when the medical disqualification got lifted and, and he became active again um, earlier this year, it there was so many um, dream matches that were being drawn up of oh, we now we can see him in the WWE ring against AJ Styles, against Samoa Joe, against all these names. And I'm sure some people out there, you know, but you know, but, but by and large. Uh, Brian versus Almas was not, you know, was not leading the way of conversations and chat rooms. And uh, boy, they're proving that it should be because you know the matches we've seen of these two, um, these last few weeks, uh, every every time just just match of the week in terms of you know what's on Raw and SmackDown. No, I thought it was really really good last night, and that storyline continued throughout the evening. After that, uh, yeah, we had the Miz and Maurice. They were at uh, an Italian restaurant, so. Bree and Daniel were going. Uh, that's why that was funny. That they're like, oh yeah, we're go- we're going to get some food. We're going to a restaurant, and they're wearing their Daniel still uh, re- wearing his trunks. You know, going out in his ring gear. Well, he made a mention about the dress code, so at least he acknowledged. Yeah, that, how ridiculous it was. Yeah, that was that was and that was probably not on the script. I can imagine that was Brian saying that himself, just because he felt like he had to address it because he knew how ridiculous it it was. Oh, absolutely. Um, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch uh, remotely. Not face to face, but on camera with each other, talking, uh, talking trash, setting up their match for Hell in a Cell. What'd you think? What'd you think of this promo and the way they're they're tweaking it a bit? Becky is not straight heel anymore. It feels like. Well, yeah, this was you know, and I I was pretty big since SummerSlam. I've been pretty big about you know, yeah, you know, we talked about you know, okay, Becky's being put to the heel, but the but the fans aren't aren't buying that. Uh, this was the best week. Actually, I will say each week since the, the initial turn at SummerSlam each week has gotten better. This was, I like this. I like the fact that um, obviously they're, 
you know, they're obviously in the same building. Obviously, they can hear each other real time, which is good. It, it, it does keep from any true delay you might have if you were in separate locations or on satellite or whatever the case may be. I thought the interaction was great. I thought I liked the fact that, you know, Tom Phillips opened it up, but then he just let them go at it, basically. And, you know, it wasn't like this, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we, he had to be a moderator. Um, I thought the two of them, it felt pretty natural. I mean, obviously, there were some bullet points that were hitting on the script, but it felt by the way, they, especially Bone Becky's in, by the way, there would be little interruptions and just little quick comments that would be tossed in there. It, it truly felt like a verbal back and forth. Um, and, 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 you know, Becky, the, 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 the face and, and, and that she was making and everything. I mean, I, I, I did buy into it. And, yeah, you could hear the crowd react to some of what they were saying. And it does feel like at least, in, you know, it's, it's hard to tell because they weren't out in front of the crowd in the ring. But at least this did feel more so like, okay, WWE might let this just – develop itself and breathe and, and not try to um, micromanage it. And uh, they got a dark match last night. I believe that also involved Carmella, which is cool. Um, yeah, I, I love this feud. I can't believe, so this match is not announced for the cell right now at Hell in a Cell. No, I don't, I, I don't think it is, no. How can they, I mean, how can there be a women's match at Hell in a Cell that does not involve these two? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I... I don't know what the what the factors are that have led to that, or what what even the factors necessarily led to, to the across the board deciding what's going to go in the cell and what's not. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 more interested in this now than I was. I'm I'm, I'm less uh, I'm less upset about it. I'm I'm actually now generally interested, you know, genuinely interested to see where this goes because. Becky Lynch is straight fire, pun intended. Um, and the fans, you know, she's she's getting this kind of reaction from the fans that just, you know, again, I don't like using these Stone Cold comparisons and all that. It, although Stone Cold did comment on it recently, I know the quotes can be found on Wrestling Inc. Um, you know, but I, I'm this is always fun when you get somebody who has an organic rise uh, and and gravitate, you know, and, and just you know, the audience gravitates to him, much like Braun Strowman did. But of course, they just turned him heel. So, speaking of organic rises, the sponsor of today's episode, no. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, you know, I was going to say that would have been great. You should have yeah. just ran with it. Just gave an extra. <laughs> no, but for people, uh, for for all the for all the fans out there, Blue Chew will probably be back this coming Monday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. So I looked at last year, and last year the Hell in a Cell. It was SmackDown only last year, but it was the. Um, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon, and then the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, that great match between the Usos and the New Day was last year. Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, I know I've heard that, you know, this is, the, 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 you know, that we have Orton and Hardy in a cell, which I know we'll get to in a second. I know, you know, I've heard that that's, you know, they've never had Hardy, which they focused on last night. They've never had Hardy in a cell, so this, that he's wanted to do a cell match before his career's over, so... I mean, I, you know, I guess, again, there's all kinds of factors, I guess, that go into this. So, you know, so what, what, why not Becky and Charlie? It could be anything from, well, we you don't want it because it's right before Evolution. I, I don't know. It, I'm not sure why. But it, it certainly, by, by, the, by the intensity that it has, it certainly feels like one that should be in the cell. Well, you know what? Um, I have this hole in my knowledge right now as I'm thinking about it because I was on vacation, Hell in a Cell 2016, when we got Sasha versus Charlotte. I think I watched part of that match online, but how, how was that received? Might there be a reason why they said, hey, you know what, we're not going to do the women in Hell in a Cell again? Uh, maybe. I, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't recall there being any you know, okay. major backlash that I can think of. Um, not I, backlash, I, you know, but just maybe something about it wasn't as well received comparatively or... 
I honestly don't remember. It's hard too because it's in the last year or so. There's been so many milestone matches for the women. I'm trying to. I don't. I don't recall. But but I'm sure somebody watching this might correct me and they might say, "Oh, it was a it was a trash. It was a garbage fire." I don't know. No, I remember at the time reading. I mean, it was a good match. I think uh, there were some big spots in it. Uh, but granted, I mean, a Sasha and Charlotte match is always going to have that. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to Becky and Charlotte. Regardless, uh, this is why I am tuning into Hell in a Cell this year. This is my match of the night. Uh, most most looking forward to. Um, they did plug yes, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. We'll talk about that uh, in a few moments. But then after that promo, we had Naomi versus Peyton Royce, and Naomi organically uh, got the win without any assistance uh but when there was going to be a beatdown after oscar came out to rescue naomi and they have announced it will be oscar naomi versus the iconics at the wwe uh show in australia coming up uh, in a few weeks so what did you think of this match last night and naomi picking up the win well i mean you know i guess she needed a win so you know i guess okay to give it to her and then obviously have her be threatened by the numbers game after the fact um, you know, I know we, we, we've been wondering who was going to come to the aid of Naomi. I know Oscar was a name tossed out there, but I, I couldn't think of anybody. I couldn't, I couldn't make a bet on anybody. I know Oscar came up in the conversation. Um, the, 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 what, what I find odd here is that you have Naomi, who is, um, you know, a very just natural baby face and the gimmick is just natural baby face gimmick. Um, and, and she, and she is over as such. Um, and then you have Oscar who is booked. It, it was, well, when she is booked, it's <laughs> booked as a baby yeah. face. And so you're putting them together, but then you're, you're going to have them go up against the home, the home, the home country girls in Australia. So I'm, 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 I'll be curious to see what WWE is expecting and how they plot that match out at that show in Australia. Of okay, are they are they just going to are, are, are the iconics just going to play the hometown home 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 country girls, or are they going to try their best to get heat? Or I'll I'll, I'll be very interested to see how that's going to go down. Were the, who were the local wrestlers, or were there any uh, uh, native to Australia or New Zealand wrestlers on the last time the WWE was in Australia? Uh, I don't know if, if WWE's roster had any body yeah. the last time. They, I, I don't think. Not that I no, I'm just curious. Yeah, what the what the reaction is going to be? I'm trying to think of Australian. I mean, wasn't Nathan Jones from Australia years ago? I'm trying to think of like guys from Austra- guys from Australia that have worked in WWE. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I wonder if the average Australian wrestling fan is a huge Iconics fan because of that. Um, I'd, I have to ima- I'd have to imagine Australia is going to cheer big for the very fact of what I just said. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they regularly have talent from, you know, A, they don't get WWE regularly in the first place because they're, they're, they're where they're located. Um, and you know, it's not like they regularly have you know somebody they can claim as their own that made it that's on WWE television. So I have to think that when these girls come out, uh, you know, that they're gonna they're gonna announce where they're from and the place is gonna go crazy. I, I have to think that they're just gonna have to accept that Naomi and Oscar are just gonna have to be the, the heels in this situation for a night. Yeah, we'll see. Um, thought that was cool with Oscar. I don't know if you've been paying attention to Naomi's Twitter, but talk about continuing the story. I think she was tweeting at you know just about everyone, even uh, Cameron former WWE uh, women's wrestler, um, just asking people to like partner up with her. I thought Asuka was an interesting reveal, but yeah, I'll just have to see what they do storyline with this to actually give it more of a story. I mean, from a visual standpoint, you know, Bo, you know, Asuka dresses, cool. Asuka's very colorful, hair is colorful, you know, she's got a colorful <clears throat> entrance and attire and everything. Obviously, Naomi's all about the glow th- deal. So, I mean, from a visual standpoint, it, it, it works. Um, 
uh, you know, I, you know, we don't hear Oscar speak much, so I'm not really sure True. how, how you, how you talk, I don't know how you talk around this. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, it's random, you know, Oscar came out and they put on the graphic, you know, her accolade, you know, Royal Rumble winner. And it's just like, I, and I, for a minute, I was like, oh my gosh, she was a Royal Rumble winner. And, and here we are nine months later and she couldn't be more, you know, f- you know, she couldn't be any further down really of, of, yeah. of the lineup of things. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Paige telling The Miz backstage that he was going to have a match later, later that night uh, against really whoever wanted to face him. Our truth approached Maurice thinking that it was Carmella. The Miz and Truth had words. And uh, yeah, later our truth would talk to Carmella and set up that she was going to be ringside with him while our truth took on The Miz, getting him a match in the main event of SmackDown Live. Um, yeah really cool we'll talk about that but we had Samoa Joe out in the ring uh with the Wendy yell like where's the merch where's the Samoa Joe Wendy merch at this point uh taunting AJ Styles uh they keep building this up what what did you think of this chapter of the Samoa Joe AJ Styles rivalry last night I literally laughed out loud when the first thing out of his mouth and this like ogre voice was Wendy yeah (laughs) And I want to laugh, and I'm laughing, and I and I when I, I'm laughing at this, and I'm like, I'm not supposed to be laughing because the, the the context is he's like trying to stalk and whatever this guy's wife, <laughs> but it was I don't know I found it really comical. Um, you know, uh, you know, good good you know, good promo, good obviously you know good 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 job making people think that AJ wasn't going to be there just by the way it's Joe kept talking, and then of course the reveal that AJ is there, uh, usually that usually amplifies the pop. Uh, even greater, um, and, and AJ's pop usually is already great enough. So uh, good by there again. Another another you know real personal intense kind of feud and rivalry. Um, it's nice as we've talked about many times. It's nice to see some you know you know Samojo still said you know I'm going to take the, your daddy's championships and he's going to be home a lot more. I mean it's still about the title as it should be because AJ's champion. Um, but I like the fact that it's less of just straight. I'm the best here. Somebody tried to take me down. I like the fact that AJ's got something that's got a lot more uh, depth to it. Yeah, I mean this this has real stakes. We talk about all, a lot how uh how sort of banal these feuds are over the idea you think you're the best, I'm the best. Bam. Six yeah. months. That's your storyline. Yeah. Uh I'm just waiting, just waiting for the, the tape segment of uh Samoa Joe at at uh AJ's house, you know. So. Yeah, that's what we keep waiting for. I mean, I guess um, maybe that's the go home episode of SmackDown before Hell in a Cell. Maybe that's I mean that's what they hold that. Oh for. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gonna meet in the in the ring, sign the contract, and then Samoa Joe's at AJ's. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't show up to sign the contract, and he's he, he's there, uh, you know, peeking outside the. the oh, window. I was gonna say in there, tuck, tucking the kids into bed. <laughs> you know, wearing a robe, smoking a pipe. <laughs> He's got a sm- smoking jacket and a yeah. pipe walking around, walking around like a Samoan Hugh Hefner. <laughs> Absolutely. Why not at this point, you know? Um, yeah. No, this this is cool. This feud is cool. I'm loving where it's going. I think this could be a great match. Do you think it ends with Samoa Joe winning the title, though? No. Like we said prior to SummerSlam, I don't see Styles losing this until 2019. Losing the title, it is. This feels like the most Attitude Era storyline currently in the wwe well yeah i mean it's you know it's uh anytime you're dealing with the family and i mean you know it, i mean it borders like 
I mean, it borders some real kind of sense. I mean, it's 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 it, they have not they have not uh, language wise got there, but the without having to say a tone is this guy's talking about um, you know breaking into a guy's house and being <laughs> and being and, and 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 having his way with the guy's wife and 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 making the kids respect him. I mean, there's a lot of like you know dark stuff here that that, that I mean, obviously they're not going that far. They're staying within the PG real real reigns. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's very added. I mean, it's very. I think we talked. I think we I think we brought up Pillman and Austin. It's you know, oh, anytime, yeah. anytime you're dealing with somebody talking about I'm going to go to your house and they and they break that fourth wall in a way and start using wives' names and kids' names and the wives and kids legitimately appear on screen. Anytime you do that, of course, it feels very attitude. It feels, uh, you know, feels very um, mix of geriatric of Jerry Springer to serious like Dateline. This guy's coming to steal us all. Yeah, and this feels like such a Vince McMahon storyline. I'm surprised it's on SmackDown. I'm surprised he didn't give this to someone on Raw. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, maybe it's only a matter of time uh, until, you know, R- R- Braun Strowman and his new two best friends abduct Roman Reigns' daughter. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, the Usos versus Sanity versus Rusev Day determine who is going to go on to face the bar to determine the new number one tag team contenders. This triple threat tag team match last night, well, I guess technically, is it a triple threat tag team? A three-way tag team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With Rusev Day picking up the win, with uh, Eric Young getting pinned after Rusev dropped him with a Machka kick, what did you think of this match? And Rusev Day getting, getting a bit of a resurrection and a push here. Yeah, I've said before I like these kind of matches. I like it when you um you know mix it up and it just the dynamic is so fun and, and for guys, <clears throat> you know I've you know when for guys to lay these kind of matches out, it's very fun. There's a lot of uh, options to do. Yeah, it looks like you know Russo Day is going to resurrection. They were my pick last week uh, when you know when I was thinking about it, and um, you know I, I it, why not let's let's follow through. WWE, you know WWE if they've they've done the merch, they've they've kept it going this long. They're finally at least committed to letting them be booked as faces. So. I mean, to me, you know, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up, but all signs point towards Rusev Day could be taking some tag team gold here sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're over without it, but I think there's something about that solidifying of of a performer that just comes with getting the championship, even if it's not them holding it for a particularly long time. I think after that, it's they have more of a lift if they go back, you know. To, to not having it afterwards. Yeah, I mean, there's some truth, certainly, in um, in situations of, okay, they don't need it, meaning it being a title. Um, that That is a case, and, I, you know, that's a case that's a case for uh, a character or an act that is, you know, like like the New Day doesn't need it. They're at that point. But, Absolutely. You know, Rusev and Aiden English and Lana, all three, really, if you think about it, um, all three have had stop and go careers now Aiden's not Aiden's didn't get as go as you know Aiden hasn't got as far as you know I mean Russo's work you know seen at Wrestlemania and you know he's you know he's had world title matches I mean you know Aiden English didn't get that far um, you know he kind of fell into this once his tag team got broken up with his partner got fired um but even Lana start stop so you know all three have had such a start and stop that, that I, I this is a case where they do need the title because the title you know obviously as we all know in wrestling means an investment the company's making so if they get the tag titles that's WWE saying we're at least sticking with them for some amount of time, or we at least believe in this, or or, or what have you. Um, yeah, so absolutely, they need the titles in, in this situation. That's that's going to prove that this is uh, around for the long haul, or there's some master plan of a heel turn or something 
but that means that these these three are going to continue getting regularly booked. <clears throat> it's not going to just you know if, if if they lose the title if they lose and don't get the titles, you know then you get a little worried because you're like okay well, this could be relegated back to being a dark match kind of thing or, or or they'll just go a different direction. But if they win the titles, that's a good sign. Well, and people are pointing out that for the Super Showdown in Australia, they have already announced the Bar versus the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. But hey, card subjects change, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually wouldn't, you know. <clears throat> obviously, with the Austra- with those big Aust- that those these big, um, you know, novelty shows. Obviously, they're not. They're going to make sure you know the Taker, Triple H, and and the big marquee matches are going to be announced way out ahead of time. But for something like this, you know, I mean, you know, for something that's lower on the card in the grand scheme of things, um, I think they could easily alter that. I, I think I think as long as the new day still appears. Um, as long as the bar still, be, as long as these people still appear, so that way, you know, because I mean, you know, I think as long as they still have an appearance to that live crowd, um, you're fine. I think you can, you can certainly adjust. And and if there's going to be a card subject to change, make it a card subject where an act that's so over, like the Rusev Day, is getting added into it. Yeah, maybe it gets made a triple threat. You know, right? So yeah, I, I think as long as you know, card subject to change. I think as long as again, when you when you're dealing with shows where people are traveling this far for the talent, and and it, and it's it's such a novelty. Again, for the people in Australia, because they don't get WWE, you know, like here in Pittsburgh, WWE and NXT comes through two or three times a year. Um, so I think as long as everybody that's being advertised still appears in some capacity, I think shuffling the matches so it's storyline um, continuity is there, I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, the Miz versus R Truth last night in the main event, R Truth winning the main event of SmackDown Live. Uh, this match, man, lots of back and forth, then interference. I mean, we had. Selena Vega, Andrade out there. We had the Miz and Maurice uh, looking on out there, and uh, or uh, pardon me, uh, in the brawl that happened after. But uh, during man, our truth and the Miz. This was a competitive match. This went for a while. Our um, truth took advantage of a distraction to roll up the Miz for a win, and then after Zelina and Andrade were out there, we went off the air with them both in yes locks uh, given by Bree and Daniel. So they're keeping them in this feud. I mean, do you think they're going to – I don't think they're going to be added to the match, but do you see them interfering at Hell in a Cell, and that's how we get another chapter in this without a clean win? Possibly. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be added to the match, but possibly. I mean, you know, again, you have the, you have these – Three different. I know Almas and Vega are not a couple from the romantic standpoint, but but, yeah. they're, a, but they're a pairing. So you have these three couples slash pairs of, of of guy and girl, and 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 so you know, minds will utilize them if you have them on the same brand to do mixed matches and such. So yeah, I could certainly see um, some outside interference that lets this go on and then adds a chapter. Maybe then it does go to um, uh, a, a triple threat, or maybe maybe this is a, a bigger build to okay, you have Almas and Vega and Miz and Maurice, and now Brian and Bree need to find Rusev and Lana. Now we have a big eight man, or maybe we're built the Survivor Series. I mean, there's so many ways you can go about it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and I and to the to the, and back to the R Truth match real quick. I mean, you know, I think this was this was this was smart booking. This was this was intelligent stuff. I mean, you know, the Miz. It's competitive. You know, it shows. Okay, the Miz only lost because it was a, a distraction. So it still keeps the Miz. It still reminds you the Miz is higher on the pole, on the totem pole than R Truth. There's a reason why the Miz is up here and uh, and, and in the matches he is. But it, it's good because if, if, if Truth's back and they want to use him, it, it gives him a little boost of credibility. Not that he's going to be making any big title runs, that, you know. But it, it, it it's 
it's just the way, again, I'm always at the philosophy, uh, you know, let every segment somehow benefit everybody if possible. Oh, yeah. Not, no, not, you know, everybody can't win all the time. Not, not everybody can be a champion all the time. Not everybody can be at the top of the card at all times. But there are good, I think, really good booking, really good um, wrestling writing, wrestling, you know, booking is, is letting every segment advance everybody in some capacity. I thought our truth huge spring in his step coming out last night with Carmelo by his side doing his, uh, I guess it was still what's up, right? But it, there were some new lyrics. He was adding to it. Yeah, he added new lyrics and and, and line of the night by Corey Graves saying, our truth has been asking everybody what's up for 10 years and he still hasn't got an answer. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, but yeah, springing his step, the little moves he was doing in between moves last night when he was doing the dance moves in the ring. I thought he looked great. Um, how? And I know the answer to this. How old do you think Archer is? Oh, this is a tough call. <clears throat> gonna, I'm going to say 49 years old. Oh, not quite. He's like, I think he's 46. And I, I was impressed. I, I looked that up last night. So I was like, man, you know, again, for the way he moves and again, the longevity of how long he's been around, uh, you know, it just it, it looks fantastic. Yeah, impressive stuff. Absolutely. Um, and just to be moving like that, you know, I thought it was really good. Man, I I love him being a part of SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live is already a great show, but look, compared to what they did on Raw last time with R-Truth and Goldust and that whole feud that went nowhere after the partnership dissolved, I mean, this is night and day difference. Yeah, think of, think of how many tag teams Truth had named after him. He said the Golden Truth. He said the Awesome Truth. Um, he's, he's, there's a couple more I'm missing in his, like, his, his run of, of constantly having truth attached to everything. Yeah, and, and now he's uh, Ty Dillinger, we should give a shout out to last night in his supporting role as our truth's only friend backstage. I'm trying to think what that pairing could be. Um, the perfect truth. There you go. Yeah, the perfect truth. There you go. Dillinger has new merch he's wearing. I don't think they've sold it yet. Are they ever going to do anything with him? Well, I'm sure they will. It goes back to what I just said. Not everybody can, you know, it, you know, not everybody can be at the top of the card at the same time. And I think it's all again, it's a case of SmackDown's only a two-hour show, um, which is what makes it so good, as we discuss at length every week usually. <laughs> and and so I mean, you know, there's gonna there's gonna be weeks where guys are left off or guys don't have something. And you know, you need these guys around to be established enough on TV just to be able to fill out a house show card. I'm sure it'll come around. I, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll that 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 opportunity will come back around for Ty. You know, whatever whatever's whatever the reason being that he hasn't been, you know, uh, pushed more aggressively, uh, you know, I'm sure a chance will come back around. He's a young guy. He, you know, he looks good. Got a gimmick that people like to, you know, wrestling karaoke is one of the biggest things. If people can sing along with it or talk along with it, it goes a long way. So uh, I'm sure his, I'm sure that I'm sure the train will come back around for him. So speaking of wrestling karaoke, let me ask you this. You're an event promoter. You do things. Why is wrestling karaoke not a thing? during WrestleMania weekend or pay-per-view weekends at a bar somewhere. And I'll go a step further. Why is there not a wrestling themes cover band that <laughs> just does a show at WrestleMania and SummerSlam weekend every year? I think both these things would be packed. Well, I can't answer the cover band thing. I can tell you that um, uh, I've been involved with events and I've been at other bars that uh, on <laughs> they know it's a WWE occupied weekend, like a SummerSlam or a Mania in that city. That they you know have DJs that specifically do wrestling themes and and I've seen people get up and you know mimic the entrance or even grab the mic and try to especially Triple H is the game and, and some other ones um, signal lyrics so I mean I've seen it it, it, it it's been done and now now it hasn't become like you know it's it hasn't become like uh, I guess the the 
the, the fad that you, you might want it to be, but maybe we got, let's 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 call Raj up and let's get a wrestling Inc. Uh, themed uh, wrestling karaoke show set up for New York next year. I think it should be. I mean, don't you feel like, especially WrestleMania weekend? Okay, look after Mania. Maybe I get you're just tired. You're just you know ready to pass out. Uh, but no, you get these nights when you're in the city. You go to a hot pay per view. You go to something like a takeover. Um, you know, you go to uh, even the Raw after Mania, and then you don't just want to go back to your hotel room and crash at that point. Yeah, you can go out to a bar, but I think keeping the party going, giving you something else to do that's wrestling-themed, like, that would be fantastic. My SummerSlam pre-party I did this past year and did the last couple years in Brooklyn, we always had a DJ there, usually the same DJ, and he'd always do wrestling music, and we'd sometimes have that as, you know, both at full volume and then sometimes as low, you know, music bed as we're doing Q&A, and... Uh, I can remember in Atlanta, uh, I think, I, I don't know if it was after Mania or if it was just the weekend of Mania 27 in Atlanta, uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of very entertaining uh, guys from, from England came walking in the bar and they were all in unison singing Zack Ryder's theme song, oh, radio, <laughs> and this is like before Zack, like, really, I think this is before the Z-Long, before his reality show, or not reality show, his YouTube show really blew up, so it was kind of like, even more random that they were singing a Zack Ryder theme song. And it was kind of even more depressing that I knew what they were singing. Um, but, you know, <laughs> the, the karaoke is everywhere. And that should be the key, right? So when we have the Wrestling Inc. after party with the karaoke, we should get some wrestlers to show up and go up there and do their own theme. It'd be great. The, the better karaoke would actually be, sticking with wrestling karaoke, the better would actually be taking previous theme songs. And what I mean by this is, like, you know, so so so... So Dolph Ziggler's current song right now is I'm here to show the world. Come on. Oh, yeah. you know, he used to have a song, you know, it was like, I am perfection. And I know this because I have it somehow on my iPod and, and of 3,000 songs. So when I'm driving, it sometimes will randomly come up out of the 3,000 songs. And if you stop, listen to the, how ridiculous some of these go, – go to some of the theme songs they've done away with. Learn the lyrics to that and sing that, and I will crown you karaoke champion. That should be, that should be part of, like, if there's a karaoke tur- – if there's a tournament that we're going to do, first round's obviously easy – you know, ones that we all could, you know, we, we all know the words to. And then as it gets to the championship rounds, we need to go back into the archives of some real uh, discarded uh, WWE themes. And if you can, if you can pull that one off, then that, that, that see, I'm, we're writing the rules right here on the podcast for anybody who wants to sign up for this next year in New York. Yeah, no. And I think that's the key is, you know, you start off a little simple and then you get obscure, but then you get some stuff where it's, it goes a little deeper. Like, I want somebody to get to the second verse of Sexy Boy and just be like, this is really the lyrics to this song? I want somebody who can do K-Quick's Getting Rowdy, since we're talking about our <laughs> truth Or who can, you know, everybody knows, everybody knows the start of John Cena's song for like the first 45 seconds when he's making his entrance. Who can get to like the two-minute mark of John Cena's song and know some of the verses? You know, that, that, these are the things that we need to yeah. find in people. People that know the trademarks part, you know, just have the whole thing absolutely oh man that's a long theme song <laughs> like it's really uh different than now now they just come up with a 40 second loop and just keep actually not even like a 20 second loop and keep it going uh but yeah wrestling karaoke man i think and, uh and and wait wait and we got we gotta get up so like we can all be involved but we have to get we have to get um because he's no longer with the WWE. we gotta go find we gotta get jim johnson and have him be the special guest host Tell Raj, tell, tell Raj to open up the checkbook and we're going to get Jim Johnson. I, I, I think I, Jim Johnson should do a concert. I think he should get together a band. He's the one that should do it. But doesn't he have social anxiety? He doesn't like performing. And I'm completely might be getting that wrong. But I seem to recall 
There's no, I, I think I think I think you're actually onto something. I because I, I know he performed in the DX band. Uh, I think at Mania 14, and I think I have read something that where he maybe yeah maybe we are making this up. But I but I feel like you are on something. Maybe he was he was nervous about doing that. Uh, like he was he was excited to be a part of WrestleMania, but he was he wasn't nervous of doing that. But we'd have to look into that. Nonetheless, we'll make it work. Yeah, not that it's a bad thing if he does. Completely understandable. Uh, some people do not like to perform. Um, yeah, I think Jim Johnston, uh, man, CFO, although CFO, I mean, it'd be, you know, like going to a Daft Punk show. It's just two guys, the turntables, you know, well, and computers. Under, well, well and they're under contract. But I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah. I know people that know that definitely have Jim Johnson's number. I emailed with him when he was with WWE under his email, his WWE email a couple times a few years ago. But I, so I, but I, if we track, if we track his number down, uh, if, if Raj can, can make, can, can name the price, uh, we can, we can Dude. make it happen. So I scoffed at this when somebody 15 years ago came to me back when I was uh, in the video game business and was like, what do you think we're going to get guys like Tommy Talrico and some of these other video game music guys? And we're going to do this thing, video games live. And it's going to be a big concert multimedia presentation. It'll be symphonic. We'll have all the stuff doing video game music. I was like, who in their right mind? What kind of fanboy nerd would pay money for that? And they sold out their tour. Yeah. People that just want to go here and the Legend of Zelda played by an orchestra. Look, if the Young Bucks and Cody can say they're going to do 10000 for an independent wrestling show and not with WB, and they can do it, we can go all in and do wrestling karaoke, and we can make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been karaoke or just a concert. I think Jim Johnson, one night only, and if it works, then you take it on tour. I think that, I think people – I would pay to see that. I would pay to go out there. You get a hot band together. You recreate his iconic theme music. You know, and then maybe that's thing. Maybe you do karaoke as a segment of that. Where then, have you ever done karaoke with a live band before? Uh, yeah, once at a piano bar, I was pretty drunk. I think. Yeah, I mean, but that's way more exciting than going up there and just doing it sure. to a backing track. I think there's something there. We should look yeah, into but, this for WrestleMania. But, but you know, if we do the full band, that becomes more technical logistics. Maybe Jim Johnson sure. unplugged. Think of how big the unplugged series were in the '90s MTV. Jim Johnson unplugged. He can strip the songs down and then tell he can the story. Tell, tell the stories, but yes, no, I'm with you. I w- I would pay to see that, and I think I'm not the only one that would I'm calling. I should call Raj right now on the air and just, I don't, <laughs> is he watching? What is he doing? I, I want to know if what he thinks of this. Raj should be like, "This is what you guys talk about on Wednesdays. This is well, what happens." I, I don't. Know. I should. I think. I think I should call him. I don't know, I don't know where he's at. I don't know where he's at in the world, but I really want to. I really. Oh. I tell you what. Let's let's, let's let's get our let's get our pitch together and yeah, next absolutely. Wednesday we call them. Next Wednesday we call them. Absolutely. And I've promoted events and shows before. I mean, you have as well. So we know the logistics of this. It's not that hard. Um, so speaking of which of uh, WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame specifically, which yes, Jim Johnson absolutely should go in. There was some development on the Cindy Lauper front where Sami Zayn, oh Sami Zayn, my spirit animal, said in a tweet that he just realized Cindy Lauper wasn't in the Hall of Fame. What's up with that? Um other people responded, I think, uh, Lance Storm with, oh, I heard she turned it down. And Cindy Lauper responded with, I did? I don't remember that. So the story keeps developing. Maybe Mania 35 in New York is the time and the place. Well, that would make perfect sense considering she was involved in Mania 1, right? And Mania 1 was in New York. So, yeah. you know, perfect. Uh, even though they're not going to probably do anything with the Garden, not only because of the... <laughs> competing uh, company with the guard but also they just they just don't do any tv related to the garden anymore because it's so expensive but still they're in new york that's all that counts i think that makes perfect sense especially if we have charlotte and ronda headlining 
Oh, but the girls just want to have fun. Please don't make that the theme of WrestleMania 35. (laughs) It's going to happen. I'm going to tell you this. That's it right there. Girls just want to have fun. That's it. Have you ever listened to Shebop? I mean, that's a pretty rocking song. You know, there's some other good Cyndi Lauper. I can I can honestly say my 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 I, I have no deep track knowledge of Cindy Lauper. If it, oh, if it's, yeah, no. if you go back the album She's So Unusual and you look at like the I think it's something like the first six tracks on it were all singles. Really? Yeah. I'm yeah. more of an I'm more of a if we're talking eighties I'm more of an ACDC kind of guy. But I understand. I understand. Girls just want to fun. Uh, girls just want to have fun. Also, a song written by a man originally uh, about how he had so many girls and they just want to have fun. And that's why he's staying out all night. And that's why his parents are giving him a hard time. I think you told me this before. I'm, I'm still stunned by this fact. Yeah. Uh, she changed the lyrics and turned into a feminist empowerment anthem. With Captain Lou Albano. With Captain it? Lou Albano. Goonies was on this weekend. Tweeted at Raj a little bit. <laughs> I've seen it. I feel like since, since, since all this conversation with the Goonies, I feel like I've seen it on my channel guide literally every day and I've yet to watch it. It is a surprisingly strong film if you like childhood adventure films. Uh, I really dug it as a kid. still dig it now. Uh, What else we got in the world of wrestling? We talked about Mixed Match Challenge Season 2. We gave that a little plug there. Talked about Hell in a Cell and the Super Showdown. Things are going, man. Okay, so let's let's have this as our last topic we discuss for, for this podcast. What do you think about the challenges right now that the WWE is trying to promote and build Hell in a Cell, uh, Evolution, the Super Showdown in Australia, and then on top of that, Mixed Match Challenge, which we saw last night on SmackDown with Carmella and Truth. They're building that. So they've got this. Um, after that, there's going to be you know, Survivor Series on the horizon. Do you think this is too much storytelling-wise and stories are going to suffer even more under this, under this heavy load? Well, I, I definitely think it provides a challenge. Now, on the, I think you can you can look at this. I think there's a, a pro and a con to it. I think the you know the, the pros is um, you're looking at essentially right just what you listed at three very different shows. You're looking at Hell in a Cell, which is part of you know which is just in the normal uh, macabre of scheduling. Okay, it's the pay per view we have every four weeks, and we've had it every year. So you know you have that. That's kind of the next stopping point for most of your current storylines. Um, so that's good for some crop of talent. And then you have um, the, the Super Show in Australia, which is this big novelty show. So then you get to throw in, hey, it's a reason to have The Undertaker on a, on a holiday Raw. Um, and Shawn Michaels, uh, not to be left out. Um, you know, so good in that way. And then, you, and then of course, you have obviously an all-women show. So it, it's good in the one sense that it, it has – it's three different identities of a show. So, you know, it can, it can, it can allow you to use more of your uh, roster – but yeah, then it becomes okay. Like, you know, then it becomes. It becomes I think it becomes a priority issue of, um, of what you're telling, what makes sense. You know, uh, what it starts to all. It starts to be a trickle down effect of of, of then of, then of, then of of how you prioritize things, and that can be that can be dangerous. You know, like I mean, I, I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I'm complaining because I'm not. But I'm just pointing out, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate. I mean, look at how much time on Monday Night Raw this past week specifically, WWE is giving to this. Undertaker Triple H thing between the, the the video packages between the in ring segment you know so somebody you can make a case of okay all that time added up to X could a fraction of it be better used to push something that's coming up at Hell in a Cell you know like so that because there's there's always going to be that con it's always going to be you know the priority of what 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 should be what should be there what sells um 
you know, but that's that's that, I, this isn't going to get any better because WWE is only going to continue doing these. They're basically like, you know, as we would say in the independent wrestling world, they're basically paid shows. You know, yeah. they're, they're they're exactly what Global Force Wrestling <laughs> Jeff Jarrett did. It's that's you know, it, it does. It, it's it's you know, you find a venue and a buyer who's going to give you a flat guarantee rate, and you can take your flat guarantee rate to take care of yourself, and then you tell them to go make money off it. You know, it's a, it's, it's exactly what the Saudi Arabia deal was. The Saudi Arabia paying huge money, and it's going to only continue for the next decade. Uh, and, you know, as we were talking about, you know, event planning and promoting, uh, speaking from that experience, it's hard to turn away from that. It's hard to turn away from, oh, a flat guarantee fee and get to go expand your brand uh, or have your brand do a, an appearance in this part of the world that they aren't regularly in. So, uh, you know, it, it's not going to get any better. We're only going to continue having this. Um, and and that's that. What are you hearing about uh, Evolution ticket sales? Uh, I, actually, the only thing I heard it was actually not too long ago. Funny enough, I was talking to somebody at WWE. They're actually they're, they are they're they're pleased. You know, there's no there's cool. no pa- there's no panic or concern about uh, the initial market for that and then how it's going. Especially considering that you know, generally speaking, while they said they're going to have all these, they haven't got they haven't given us too many specific matches. So they're pretty happy that it's sold just on name and concept alone. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it does well. Uh, not just not just because I have tickets to the event. I think uh, that is interesting how they're building it. Did you see uh, they were talking about Molina versus Naomi on social media? They're, I mean, they're building up these hypotheticals that they're not announcing to get people talking about it. But I think that's an interesting tactic for them to use. Um, they did announce Lita versus Mickey James. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, they're really parceling this out. I think they'll get much more in overdrive once we get past Hell in a Cell. Yeah, you know, there's so many different. I, so far, I'm not, you know, the 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 the, the current versus the legends thing is fun. It's a fun attraction, but it brings about so much debate, and, and rightfully so. Like I like again, I would rather see Trish and Mickey. I'd rather see a throwback there, or, or then you can, or then I know other people would rather see Trish and, and um, Sasha. Uh, Sasha, you were thank you. You know, so I mean, there's always there's going to be a grand debate of why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? But again, if it's selling on concept and name alone then um you know maybe this isn't the lot maybe maybe this is one on the annual calendar and and you know this won't be the last time we have trish against you know maybe the trish and sasha can happen next year you know so yeah we'll see you, man uh justin what do you want to plug before we take it home here uh just add justin labar on twitter home for everything it's got uh, all my links uh wrestling rally podcast chair shot reality video here on wrestling inc and all of my wonderful thoughts Awesome. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And we'll be back here Monday night. Myself, Matt Morgan, Raj Geary to talk about Monday Night Raw. Justin and I will be back here next Wednesday. Until next time, folks, take care. And we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast.